We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Nine wide receivers coming into today ran sub 4440s. Nine. I mean, that's that's flying. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be good, but that's, you know, that they're, they're moving. Um... Should the Patriots entertain Amari Cooper? Let's check what the numbers are. But yeah, hell yeah. I mean, if that's the best case scenario, if that's what you, if that is your best option in terms of acquiring wide receiver talent, because they need to do that, that's the number one priority, do it. Get him. Okay. Now, if you recall, it was a while ago, but October 2018, when Dallas traded for Cooper, and this is sort of a sign of the times, they immediately became a different team. You know, they they elevated to a different tier. I mean, Cooper had 70, uh, 725 yards and six touchdowns in his first nine games as a Cowboy. Now, there were some issues. He, didn't, he occasionally didn't show up in a big spot, but had good production overall during his time in Dallas and came on strong when he got there and took them to a different level. So if Amari Cooper winds up being an option, yeah, I'd be interested because the Patriots need wide receiver help. And he, not the best number one out there, but he would suffice as a number one threat, number one wideout for Mac Jones. And you could build around him. I would be interested. If that if that's the way it plays out, I am interested. Let's talk to Clem in the car on the Patriots. Clem, how are you? I'm doing good, Mark. Uh, how's your night going, bud? Great. I mean, you know, I've been better after running 22 miles, but great. What's going on? I could imagine. Yeah, put them Band-Aids on those nipples. Uh, Thank you. Nobody wants to see that. No. Uh, um, Really quick, I totally agree with your statement earlier. Um, Tom was a luxury for Bill, and that was, you know, allowed him to get cute, like you said. Um, We're going to see – I fully agree with you. We're going to see a lot more of uh, picks that we actually – you know, players we need, I think – I've done a bunch of those simulated uh, mock drafts, and at 21, I, I see us picking a linebacker. It's either Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, um, and then maybe go corner in the second round, maybe wide out. I, I mean, the wide out class is so deep. So um, I'm really not too concerned. But as far as free agency goes or even trade goes, um, I'm going to let you go. How do, what do you think of Calvin Ridley? Should we take a shot? Um, there's been talk about possibly Winovich and a second-round pick. And that will be enough, but who knows? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have a great night. Thank you so much. All right, much. thanks, Clem. Thanks uh, for the call. Have a good night. Um, so the good news in terms of Calvin Ridley, and just to answer Clem's question, yes, I'd be for that. Calvin Ridley, I think tonight or today, tweeted, not that this is the biggest deal, but he tweeted a picture like a football emoji is life. Football is life. That was, you know, again, just a tweet, but – there have been questions after his absence and the mental health issues that he's been dealing with. You know, does he love football? Are you going to acquire a guy that might have to take a, another step away from the game? At least if he's tweeting something like that, that's a good sign, right? I would be for it 
Um, you know, I'd like to think you could get more insight into that situation um, when you combine the fact that Bill Belichick has the relationship with Nick Saban, when you combine the fact that Mac Jones has a relationship with, if not Calvin Ridley, probably a few guys that have intimate relationships or very close personal relationships with Calvin Ridley having either been in the, in the same wide receiver room as him or played, played with them or whatever. So I, I would like to think the Patriots, given their resources, would have um, the ability to find out what's going on there and if the guy was committed to playing football. So, yes, I would be for that. He would be sort of like an Amari Cooper. Not this dominant, necessarily this most dominant number one you could ever find, but he would serve as the number one threat option that you could go to and you could lean on. And based on what the Patriots have dealt with and have had at their disposal, really since, I don't know, 2019, in terms of wide receivers, that would be the best case. I mean, easily that's their best number one wide receiver in a long time. I mean, shouldn't say easily, Julian Edelman. But it's a different type of guy. It's a different type of receiver. And obviously Edelman was awesome. But this is a, a different a different variation of wide receiver that this team really could use. And as you know, this is the way the league is now. Those type of downfield wide receivers, these burners, the speedy guys, Ridley um, would fit that mold. And Cooper would be really good. So I'd be for Ridley. And if that's the way the way Clem outlined it, I'd be okay with that. Do you want to take a linebacker? Because that's what Bill Belichick does well. He drafts well, and especially first-round defensive players. He has drafted well. You know, Dominique Easley's aside, overall drafting defense in the first round has been a strength of Bill Belichick. So I would be for that. But you have to, at some point, address wide receiver. And having Amari Cooper available only helps you. It puts other teams in the mix for him. It puts you in the mix for him, creates another option, or keeps another wide out potentially on the board if a team goes out and signs him. Maybe he'll go to the Packers, play with Aaron Rodgers, or I don't know. Rodgers is reportedly, according to Rappaport, torn. Now, I happen to think here's another good thing for the Patriots. a subtle positive that we can look on, uh, look at as we go into the offseason and obviously training camp down the road. And we'll see. But it appears like momentum has slowed in terms of these quarterbacks that we're all going to get moved this offseason. It appears like the momentum has, you know, slowed down. Now, maybe it's just because of where we are in the calendar. And free agency doesn't start for another few weeks. And maybe all those guys will get moved. Maybe Russell Wilson will get traded. We expect Jimmy Garoppolo to move. Um, not that I'm, like, terrified of where Jimmy Garoppolo will go. I don't not like Garoppolo, but, I, I you know, I think if he went to Pittsburgh, that'd be interesting. They, they wouldn't be unbeatable, but it'd be interesting. But if some of these guys don't move, you know, Pete Carroll saying at the Combine they have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. That doesn't mean they won't. If for some reason he stays, that's good for the Patriots. If Aaron Rodgers, who's torn, goes back to Green Bay, which I think he might. No, I think he will. That's good for the Patriots. So all of a sudden, some of these quarterbacks that were going to infiltrate the AFC in Pittsburgh, in Miami, I don't know. Maybe they won't. And all of a sudden, you've got more wide receivers on the market for you to get. 
You've got quarterbacks that you thought were going to come out of the NFC and into the AFC that didn't. And you got Mac Jones taking a huge step forward because he's going to. Okay? Because I'm high on Mac. And it's not just because guys at the Combine and people within the league are saying the same things. They're high on Mac, and they think that the ceiling is extremely high. I just think based on what we've seen, based on the fact that he's a grown-up, that he's a leader, that he's a guy that showed on the field he has talent and was second in rookie of the year voting offensively, that's a guy, you know, I saw enough. I'm sold. Got to get him a weapon. Maybe two. But if you do that, I think he's going to reward you. You know, some of these linebackers, they look good. Devin Lloyd, um, Utah, star linebacker there. N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia, obviously. I mean, these are types of guys that the Patriots would love to do business with. And I think if Bill Belichick drafted one of them at 21, he'd be doing very well. And as, um, you know, as the caller Clem said, there is a lot of wide receivers out there. You can get wide receivers. It doesn't have to be on day one. Not only free agents, but guys in the draft. I mean, the free agent class is good. It's not, you know, unbelievable, but it's good. Godwin, Robinson, Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's the, he's the big prize. He's got to play somewhere. I don't know where that's going to be. T.Y. Hilton interests me. Juju Smith-Schuster interests me if you can get somebody else. I don't really want – I'd be open to it because they need help. I don't really get as excited at the thought of Schuster if it's just Schuster and if he's your number one, de facto number one. I don't get as fired up about that. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. Sammy Watkins, not really in on him. I think his best days are behind him. It looks like the Chargers are going to tag Mike Williams. I would have been in on Mike Williams. Mike Williams, preferably a number two. Maybe he becomes a number one. I'd like him as a number two. But I'd like to find out if he's a number one. I would have taken him. I would have done that. We'll see if he gets tagged by L.A. I'm out on Emmanuel Sanders. I don't want Sanders. Jamison Crowder, interesting. I think the page, that sounds, that smells and sounds like a Patriot. Will Fuller, no. Too inconsistent, injured, nope. No thanks. Talented, but no. I'm not really even big on Allen Robinson. I think that'd be a good, if you could find a way to get Allen Robinson at, you know, if he could be the second guy you get, you know, like Hunter Henry. I forget who signed first. Was it Hunter Henry or? or uh, it was Smith. It was Smith, right. So if, you, if he could be your Hunter Henry, you sign the big guy, Cooper, or you sign you, you trade for Cooper, you sign Cooper, you trade for Ridley, whatever it is. Or, heck, if you draft a guy and then ultimately, I don't know why he'd be available that long, but if you ultimately acquire um, Robinson later, that would be something I'd be interested in. But some of these guys in the draft, Drake London, USC, number 10 on the PFF Pro Football Focus big board. Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, 13 or 50, 13. Jameson Williams obviously coming off of an injury, but knows Mac Jones very well. He's a burner, could fall to the Patriots because of the injury. 
I'd love it. I'd take it. Another guy I'd love, Chris Olave. I'd love it. Tore up the combine, good route runner, speed. I would love that. Do it. There are a lot of guys that can make an impact, and they're guys that are going to be there into the second, maybe even the third round. We'll see who Bill Belichick decides to go with because I do think he's going to pick one of those wide receivers. I think that's going to be part of this process. They need it. He's going to do it. He is not going to get too cute. He is not going to take a safety from Division II. I do not – maybe not – he won't do it early in the draft, I don't think. I think he will take positions of need and hopefully, for me, guys I've heard of. I just like that better. It doesn't have to be. I just like that better. I asked Robert Kraft a long time ago. I said, you know, obviously it's well documented that Robert Kraft was a fan before he bought the team. So I said to him, obviously, Mr. Kraft, you're, you were a fan. You still are, you know, at your core, a fan of the New England Patriots. Well, fans often get bummed out when Bill Belichick trades down in the draft. Do you still, sir, get bummed out when that happens? And he gave me the answer that, you know, well, we know that Bill knows what's best for the team and we're comfortable with whatever he wants to do. No, no, no you still get bummed out because you're a fan and I get bummed out. Now, if they do trade down and acquire some picks in the second and third round, I think that's a good strategy this year, honestly. Um, I just, I'd, I'd prefer not to see that happen with the 21 pick there. I'd like for them to select a guy. I want them to like a guy. I want him to be available and I want them to select him. That, that would, would, that's what would make me most happy there because I would feel like they're operating with conviction and that they are identified a guy that could make a serious impact and that they're ready to move forward with that person. And that is what they need to do. Now, it's great to acquire more second-round picks. You have more depth. Maybe you get two wide receivers or something. I don't know. Or a linebacker. And a wide receiver. But you've got to get the top-end guy first. They, they need, I mean, like I said, this is greedy, but they are due, Bill Belichick is due to draft a Hall of Famer. He has not done it since 2010. That's more than a decade. He drafted one in 2000, one in 2001, one in 2010. He's due. So we got to find a way to get one of those top-end guys. And we, Bill Belichick, needs to find a way. Um, but there are going to be guys there and if he wants to do it he will be prepared and I think in part that's why they've met with so many guys at the combine I don't think this is smoke and mirrors I think they are genuinely trying to find out who's the best fit for their system and then let Mac go to work off season programs you know Mac I think I don't know where he lives go to the local high school Show up in Westwoods, Westwood High, throw at the field. At Zavarian, throw at the field. Get a lift in. Bring all your friends. Get to training camp. When we get back, why Tom Brady is not going to come back and play despite what he might have said on Fred Couples' podcast. And I love Fred Couples. I didn't know he had a podcast. We're going to get into that next. This is WEI Late Night. Marloni and Fourier. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEEI.com and it's on WEEI. Uh, quick shout out to Fitzy who jumped into 
some body of water today in South Boston. Credit to him. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported earlier today that J.C. Jackson is not expected to be franchise tagged by the Patriots and will hit the free agent market on March 16th. It looks like he is going to get to free agency and he'll see what's out there. Adam Schefter reported earlier today that the Dallas Cowboys are expected to trade or release wide receiver Amari Cooper. Cooper is set to be owed 20 million March 20th if he stays with Dallas. Could be a potential target for the Patriots. The Bruins beat the Golden Knights 5 to 2 in dominant fashion. That was last night. Craig Smith was able to pull off his third career hat trick for the Bees. They play again tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. That game, I believe, at TD Garden. The Celtics were able to slow down MVP candidate John Morant and the Grizzlies last night, 120-107. Jason Tatum celebrated his birthday with a big game and a big fourth quarter. The Celtics are now off until Sunday at 1 p.m. when they face the Brooklyn Nets. That's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Um, We want to send out some well wishes to Lenny Clark, who unfortunately apparently had some sort of um, health scare out in Colorado over the last few days here. But he apparently is okay, got great care, and a big fan of Lenny Clark. He's been a fan of the, you know, a friend of our show down in Providence. Big fan. Hopefully he's okay. Um, you know, the Patriots, they have a lot of things that they need to do. And I think because they have the foundational piece in Mac Jones, they're going to be able to do those things. Now, you know, the defense, obviously that was a rattling performance, a jarring performance at the end of the season. They have things they need to address that, that shakes your culture when you see something like that. But I think they're going to be able to address them because I definitely think the head coach still knows what he's doing in a lot of ways. And they've got the quarterback that I think will create the culture that this team will ultimately need. And that's the main, that's the bottom line with the New England Patriots. They've just got to get it right when they draft some of these guys and acquire some of these guys. Address the needs and ultimately hit. You've got to hit on the big ones. You cannot go. You know, two for four like they did this year with with John Smith, Hunter Henry, and Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. I need I need a better percentage than that. And hopefully, you know, I think Bill Belichick is poised based on the depth 
at the positions that the Patriots need help at, I think he is poised to do better. And I think he's going to go for it and get the guys that we, you know, that they need and that we're expecting him to go get. Let's talk to Keith and Waltham on the Patriots wide receivers. Keith, good evening. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? So, uh, uh, you know, another day. So, quick question for you. Um, you guys were talking about, you know, the top availables, Ridley and Cooper. What about the uh, what about the gents that are seeking trades from their teams right now? Um, like Isabella from the Cardinals, you know, maybe for a third and a fourth, or, you know, highly doubtful the Bills would give it to us, but Cole Beasley from the Bills, something along those lines, like a good slot, a uh, – you know, almost like a junior Edelman. Yeah. Would you guys be happy with that, or how would you feel about that? And then, you know, focus on the other needs that we need. Thanks for the call, Keith. Um, <clears throat> no, I wouldn't be happy with that. Um, I, you know, I take if they want to go out and get Andy Isabella, I think that's an interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see what he can do. I don't think he had a great career in Arizona, and I just think that he's a guy that. We'll see. Maybe he thrives here. Maybe he becomes Wes Welker. Maybe he's a guy that, I don't know, ultimately has his best days in New England. He's front, you know, you go to UMass. I just don't think that's a guy that I'm going to, um, you know, get excited about or he's not going to make me happy. Um, and I definitely, Cole Beasley, I'm, you know, too old, too much drama. I'm done with Cole Beasley. He's had a solid career, good slot guy. I do not think that's the type of guy. I'd rather have Jamison Crowder than Cole Beasley. That would not make me happy. I'd rather have Andy Isabella than Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley at the, uh, Beasley's at the bottom of the list. I do think I agree with uh, the notion that the Patriots, you know, could really benefit from a slot guy. I'd love to see them acquire that type of guy. You know, I just don't think anybody out there really fires me up. I take a chance on Isabella. How do you not trade Nikhil Harry for Isabella? Now, obviously, you're trading a first-rounder for wherever Isabella was drafted, but, I mean, at this point, give it a shot. Why not? I mean, you know what – look, you know what Nikhil Harry is at this point. You know what he is. There's no reason to not deal him if you find out that, you know, maybe he could go home and maybe he's a guy that would be better in Arizona. I don't know. Play with Kyler Murray. There is no reason not to deal him. If you think that Isabella, a guy like that could help you, I'd even trade him for Beasley if you wanted to do that. Like I said, I'm not for Beasley, but it wouldn't make me happy, but I'd take it. You know what, what Nikhil Harry is. I don't know what Cole Beasley is. I think I know enough that doesn't make me happy, but I don't know for sure what he could be here. And maybe he would come here, have a good year. Maybe he could be Chris Hogan. I don't know. Um, but if you're looking for Edelman or Welker, one of those guys that was here with Tom Brady, I, I don't think that guy's out there. Maybe Crowder could come here and be productive. I, I just don't think that guy is out there because that's asking a lot. Those guys are awesome. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, so apparently Fred Couples, the legendary golfer, has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. He has a podcast. He talked to Tom Brady. I don't know how he got Tom Brady. You know, Brady with this... He, I feel like he has this eerie, weird, eerie's not the word. It's more of an odd, awkward need to be relevant, despite the fact that he's, you know, seven Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if he's just 
nervous or worried about his post-football life being boring? Or is he not going to be able to handle it? Or I don't know. But, I mean, once again, with, uh, with Fred Couples, he kept the door open to coming back. You know, he kept it open because he just didn't, I don't know. Couples, maybe you could tell us where you're going. I guess that means in terms of his post-football life, career, whatever. Brady, I'll tell you, I wish I had a clear vision of what the future holds, but think of me. There's a lot of great things and a lot of great opportunities that I know I said right after football season, I was looking forward to spending time with my family, and I've done that the last five weeks. So he's, okay, he spent some time with his family. It's it's almost like, all right, now what? Spent time with the family, good, it's been good. It's been good with the family. Now what can I do? And I know there'll be a lot more of that, too. I like staying busy, that's for sure. Played a little golf. Going to see my parents, blah, blah, blah. Um, Looking forward to some golf in the next few days and some more family time, and then we'll figure out where we go from there. Here's the thing, okay? I don't think Tom Brady's coming back. I know he still wants to be relevant. You know, he still probably has, obviously, he has the itch. I'm also of the belief that family... Although a reason he retired, not necessarily the primary one. I think the primary one was twofold. And maybe this goes under family. I don't know. I think Giselle was pissed and put her foot down, which is fine. When your wife puts her foot down, you got to listen. You want to stay married, I guess. I mean, the wife put the foot down. So I think that was part of it. And I also think he looked at the landscape of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No more Chris Godwin, probably. No more Antonio Brown, Gronk another year older, Gronk, you know, undecided on his future. I don't think he loved what he saw in Tampa, especially when you consider the way their season ended this year. He didn't love it. So when you combine the way the outlook appeared in Tampa and the pressure he was getting, presumably from his wife at home, that made his decision. I don't think it was as much about spending time with his kids. Obviously, he wants to spend time with his kids. I'm not saying that's not a factor. I'm just saying I think there were other big reasons why he didn't retire or why he didn't continue playing, why he did retire. Um, but I don't think he's coming back, okay, for a, a few reasons. The main reason, okay, is because I think him coming back, regardless of who he comes back to, that flies in the face of everything that Tom Brady is about, and really a lot of Tom Brady's strengths if he comes back on a whim, you know, especially if it's after the season has started. Week 9, week 8, during the bye, and week 10. I I just don't think Tom Brady is a master at team building, at holding guys accountable, at, at creating a culture for a team to be successful. Offensively, And overall, he sets the tone in practice. But before practices even start, at training camp, in the offseason, working out, meeting with guys, texting all hours of the night, plays, accountability. You're doing this, you're eating right, you stretch, you're feeling good, you're injured. How's the injury? You better? You feel okay? Can we meet? Can we throw offseason? Can we meet Montana? Can we go to the high school? 
No, you can't run that route at eight yards. It's supposed to be at 11 yards. If he shows up at, in week nine, all of those things, that's not what he's able to do. He would be basically showing up because he knows the playbook and he's just going to try to execute it. Everything from a culture perspective. Now, I guess if he goes back to the Bucks, that's different. You know, he already sort of established a culture there. They know what he's about. But I still, I mean, they're going to create a new culture in the weeks he's not there. And it is different that he's not, he hasn't been there. And who knows when he's going to go back. It's not going to be before training camp. I don't even think it'll be during training camp. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Those are the things Tom Brady's best at. He creates a culture. You know, he finds a way to get guys and hold guys accountable and get the best out of guys. Defensively, offensively, everything. You can't do it. when You, sh- you can't mold guys when you show up in week nine. That's the biggest thing. It's even it's even harder when you show up on a new team in week nine. So that's why I don't think he's going to play for the 49ers, on top of the fact that I don't think he wants to play for Kyle Shanahan. And, oh, by the way, now maybe this would be a reason he'd go play for them. But did you see who the 49ers just hired as their uh, quarterback coach? They took Brian Greasy out of the ESPN booth and made him the quarterback coach in San Francisco. Now, does does Brady want to go play under Brian Greasy, who he sat behind at Michigan for the national championship season? I don't know. Maybe that would entice him more. I don't know. But I don't see it. I don't think that's the type of guy Kyle Shanahan wants. I mean, obviously he has respect, profound respect for Tom Brady, but I just don't think that's the type of guy that he would want there. All the things that come with bringing in Tom Brady – the power that you would have to relinquish to let Tom Brady kind of do his thing or else you're not getting you're not getting the best of Tom Brady if you don't do that. So I don't think he wants to do that. Oh, and a lot of people are high on Trey Lance, so they're probably going to want to get him in the game, you know, assuming Jimmy Garoppolo moves on, which by all indications that's what's going to happen. Um But, yeah, that's why I don't think Tom Brady's coming back. As interesting as it would be, I'd love to see it happen. People talk about the Dolphins. I don't get it. No. I mean, I guess because he's in Miami. No. Mike McDaniel? No. He, I, I love this guy. I mean, this guy fascinates me. But he's not going to go. He, I, don't, I don't see him calling up Tom Brady. You know, unless he just becomes a, a complete puppet for Stephen Ross. And if he's the one calling the shots or if Greer's calling the shots and picking the quarterback, I guess then it's possible they could call him. I just don't see that relationship happening. Even though the interactions between Mike McDaniel and Tom Brady would amuse me, I don't see it happening. Um, Let's switch gears to the Bruins. I want to make a Bruins uh, point here before we get to the break. We got some emails too. If you want to send an email... Um, for random ask emails, the random ask email segment. We got a few already coming in, people anticipating it. But you can send an email, mark.dondero at weei.com. Can ask anything you want, sports related, random ask emails, the segment. 
Get him in by 11.42. So you got about another 10 minutes, 12 minutes to get him in. And we'll do that in the last segment. You know, as hot as the Celtics are, it feels like the Bruins have found their stride a little bit. Okay? And I'm excited about the Bruins. Now, it feels different. Um, the Celtics, you know, they're not as broken down as the Bruins, if you will. The Bruins have been through the the battles and the, you know, all the all the years they came up short and all this the, the all the the playoff series that this core has been through. It's been a long road for them and it it's different. But I would make the case that this is the most balanced attack the Bruins have had in a decade. Arguably. You know, you've got the first line working. Now, this is coming off of, obviously, Craig Smith having a hat trick yesterday, so the third line popped, but that was one game. The first line, obviously, is working, especially with Jake DeBrusque performing the way he's performed. The second line, with Pasta and Taylor Hall, Eric Howell, I mean, that's worked. And now you've got the third line, where if Craig Smith, it was on WEI.com today, Odyssey, if he is able to find something here and turn it up for the playoffs, you have a third line with this type of production, that's a game changer. But they have the most balanced attack that they've had in a decade, and they don't have Tuka Rask. And I don't want that to sound like an indictment on Tuka Rask, even though it probably is. I mean, I have respect for Tuka Rask. But if that's an indictment, so be it. Because I do think that this team will benefit from having a different energy in goal. I do. And Swayman can play. Swayman's been good, and I think he has a di- obviously a different type of presence than what Tuca offered. And I think him being the guy that they have to rely on is going to be beneficial for them. I think it's going to be a different vibe, and I think that's a good thing. He's found a rhythm. You know, I just... It feels like we sort of wrote off the Bruins. You know, Chara left, and then Tuka tried to cut. He got injured, then he tried to come back, and it didn't go well. And it was like this core was just sort of limping to the end of the road. But I don't see it that way. I think they're, I mean, they have three less wins than the the top team in the East. Seven less points. But I think they're right there. And if they get hot, like we've seen other teams get hot, they could do some serious damage in the playoffs. I'm not about to predict anything. But this has been a situation where, look, over the years, we have seen the Bruins dominate in all different types of facets of hockey. You know, they've won the President's Trophy. They've had huge marches right before the playoffs. They'll lose once in the month of March as the playoffs start. They're hot. They're peaking at the right time. They've had top goaltending. They've had top scoring. And where did that get them all those years? Obviously outside of 2011. I'm just saying go at it from a different angle. And maybe we'll be surprised. And that's what they're doing. They've switched up the lines a little bit. They've got balance now. We'll see how long Craig Smith can put the puck in the net. He's had a good year, but he hasn't scored like obviously he did last night. 
If he's scoring, that adds a different element. If that third line is playing like they did, that adds something to this team. And if Swayman can get hot, sky's the limit because you still get two of the best players in the league and the most savvy veteran, arguably, in the league. One of them. I still love the makeup of that first line. I still love the coach. I still think this team is dangerous enough with a younger, unpredictable Jeremy Swayman behind the, you know, between the pipes. This is a team that could do something, and I'm not ready to write them off. Not ready to predict anything, but I'm not ready to write them off because I think that this team is, it's interesting. That's why with the trade deadline coming up, you stay aggressive. You stay aggressive and you go out and add. Now, I know there's no star necessarily that's available. But you go out there and you try to add somebody. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what? I don't even I wouldn't even trade Jake DeBrusque. I wouldn't. It's nice that you have some pieces that you can rely on going forward. Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, great players. But you aren't gonna have, no matter what you do, most likely you're not gonna have a Brad Marchand. You're not gonna have a Patrice Bergeron. While you still have them, you've got to continue to maximize. What, what opportunities you do have. Because we've seen it too many times. We've seen too many legends. And in this town in particular. When the legend leaves. When the legends leave. When the best top players leave. It's never better. Never. Milk it. Bill Belichick. He'd rather be too early than too late. Nope. I'd rather be too late when it comes to letting the legends go. Ask the Indianapolis Colts who watched Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl after he left. Ask the Patriots, who watched Tom Brady win a Super Bowl after he left. Now, if the if Mac Jones turns into an ultra-mega success, MVP-type guy, you would say that Brady leaving was ultimately a good thing and that was the right move because that allowed them to get Mac Jones when they did. Not that you couldn't have drafted him. I don't know how that would have played out. But you could have still, got, you could have still drafted Mac Jones theoretically. But it's still, like... You had Cam Newton the years after Brady left. The offenses looked like, you know, not good for long stretches. Defense, the culture changed. It's never better. I mean, you don't think the Bruins' culture will change when Marshan leaves? And when Bergeron goes? Oh, baby, that thing's going to change. You, you've got to keep those guys around and supplement them with other pieces for as long as possible. Even though it's awkwardly long, when you factor in they won over a decade ago, so young and never could win again. They had a good opportunity once, 2013, twice, 2019. Couldn't get it done, but they couldn't win again. you got to keep just supplementing whatever talent they have left and hope that you can get over the hump one more time. But I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be interesting at least to see them go down the stretch. All right, when we get back, random ask emails. Mark Dondero at weei.com. If you want to get a last-minute email in, this is WEI Late Night. All right, back here on WEI Late Night, I'm Mark Dundero. Um, Just one correction. I was incorrect uh, during the last trending about a half an hour ago. The Bruins game tomorrow against the Blue Jackets in Columbus, not at the Garden. So that'll be a road game. Um, you know, I was just talking to, to Will, and he brought up another name. Uh, Will, a guy who works here. And he, was, he talked about Jarvis Landry. Asked me about Jarvis Landry, and I before Jarvis Landry. 
I love Jarvis Landry. Okay, you want to talk about a slot guy? He'd be number one on my list. Jamison Crowder, no. Jarvis Landry over Andy Isabella and obviously over Cole Beasley. Jarvis Landry is a guy I would be all for if the Patriots could find a way to acquire him. Now, I don't know what his situation with the Browns will become, but if he was ever available, absolutely. All right, let's get into it. Random ask emails. Thanks to everybody that has emailed me here. Um, Some interesting uh, questions. Try to get to all of them before the show uh, ends here. we got a couple minutes. All right, Chuck in Somerville. You have to fire one of the two tomorrow. Who goes, Ime Udoka or Bill Belichick? It's actually a little tougher than you think. I mean, Udoka just found his groove, but it's Ime Udoka. Mainly because the NBA is a player's league. As as high I am on Udoka right now, um, and I'd hate to do it, but, you know, it's a player's league. And I feel like you could approximate what Ime Udoka does a little bit more than you'd be able to approximate what Bill Belichick does. Even if you're one of the people that thinks Bill Belichick has lost his fastball, I don't think that. Um, you, you just need the head coach of an NFL team to do too many things. And Bill Belichick has done so many things. And with Mac Jones, especially all the changes that have occurred underneath Bill Belichick, you need Bill Belichick to be around. You need him executing the draft, the executive of the year. You would need him in place because a football coach just matters more than a basketball coach, especially in the NBA. But I love what Emay's doing. But he would get fired if I had to fire one. Okay, Marty in Medway. Best PlayStation 2 game of all time. I know why he asked this. I saw this. PlayStation 2, I think the 20-year the anniversary of when, or 22-year anniversary of when it came out is today. I think it came out March 4th, 2000. Uh, the answer to the question is NBA Street. No questions asked. Now, I loved um, some of the other games. Some of the Madden games were good. The NCAA football games. NBA Street for PlayStation 2 is the best game of all time. I'm with you on that one. Thank you. I yearned for street courts in every basketball game I ever played. Okay, NBA Hang Time, NBA Live, NBA Jam. I wanted street courts. When they came out with a game that featured nothing but street courts and some real ones, Rucker Park, Venice Beach, that was, I mean, that was an overload, overwhelming moment for me. I think it changed. I think it honestly, it set the tone for basketball video games for the 21st century. It was an all-time great game. Gameplay took 10 minutes to play a game. Michael Jordan was in the game. Awesome game. NBA Street. Okay. Ooh. Better uh, Tyrone in Melrose. Better Boston trade. Red Sox trading for Pedro Martinez in 1997. Or the Celtics trading for Kevin Garnett in 2007. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But the answer is Kevin Garnett. Simply because the Celtics don't win the title without him. And I think you could make the argument that the Red Sox would have or could have won the World Series in 2004 without Pedro. He was good. He was awesome, obviously, in Game 3 in St. Louis. And it was nice that he was a part of that. And nobody loved the Pedro Martinez era more than I did. Nobody. I mean, the games against the Yankees, the 99 All-Star game. I, I mean, it's one of my favorite times being a sports fan. But what was the better trade? 
the Celtics don't win the banner. They don't win the championship without Kevin Garnett. That trade won them the title. I think you could make the argument that the Red Sox could have had or found a guy that could have approximated what Pedro offered them in 2004, despite the fact he was amazing all those other years. I think you got to go. I think you got to go Kevin Garnett. And I know you get heat. I'll take heat on that. You got to go Garnett. It's a tough one. Scott and Swansea. What's one thing that really pisses you off? Um, if I let somebody go while driving and they don't thank me with a wave, I'm infuriated. Okay, I want to. I want to. I'll do. I want to do things that I shouldn't do. That pisses me off. If I let you go at a crosswalk or if you're in a car, I let you go, you wave to me. Thank you. Jess in Westwood. How long will the war last between Russia and the Ukraine? Obviously, I have no idea. I think it will depend on China. Okay, I think China could escalate this thing or let it taper off if they don't do much, you know. But the people in China, they seem to be split, some with Russia, some with the Ukraine. But it may depend on how active the Chinese government decides to be. So I think China is the big X factor. Dougie in Stanford. What's the most overrated song of all time? That's an easy one. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. I can't stand that song. Everyone loves that song. Everyone plays that song. Everyone sings that song. I can't stand it. It is the most overrated song of all time. And I think it's awful. Hercules in Brockton. What's your prediction for the final season of the Ozarks? The Ozarks. Okay. Uh, Wendy is going to get smoked, I think. I think Wendy has become increasingly evil. Um, and I think eventually she's going to pay the price. Usually when they get when they get evil, they get greedy. It's usually the beginning of the end. And I know she's trying to save her family or whatever. I don't think it's going to work out. Okay, we got two more here. Thomas and Denham. What's the best movie set in Boston? You know, obviously, I'm going to go with um, Goodwill Hunting. Probably, I love Goodwill Hunting. It's a good movie. Uh, the Departed's an easy one. Uh, Spotlight, I thought was good, and I'll tell you an underrated one that was set here in Boston, Massachusetts. Doesn't get enough love. That's my boy, Adam Sandler, Vanilla Ice. Rex Ryan makes a cameo. I thought that was a funny movie. I like that one. That's my boy. Last one, Ralph and Swampscott. Pick one. Someone you're sitting next to farts or sneezes five times. Which worse? Farts. They might smell, but they won't get me sick. When somebody sneezes that many times, I get annoyed. All right, we got to run. Ethan, I appreciate you, man. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Mark Dundell. This is WEI Late Night. Thanks.